Hey everyone, this is Jeff Stevens, and this is the Creative Stick Up. Uh, we hear a lot about data-driven decision-making in the world today. There's lots of analytics out there. Everyone wants to measure everything. Um, but how do you interpret it, and what specifically do you measure? And really, if you're like most businesses, who has the passcode for my dashboard is probably the question. Well, this week on the cast, I have Jenny Dibble, and her new company, Creative Anvil, knows how to do these things. She is a data-driven marketer. She's one of the most impressive people in this space I know in St. Louis. Um, so enjoy my podcast with Jenny Dibble. Last year. Oh, since last year? Mm-hmm. Really? End of last year is when okay. we officially became business partners. Okay. My business partner's name is Joel Post. Where'd you meet him? So he and I have been working <laughs> together for um, the, since the month I moved back to St. Louis oh over four years oh ago. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he started an agency called Creative Anvil 10 years ago. Okay. And it was, uh, they did design and branding mm-hmm. okay. and then web design and development. Designer or mm-hmm. a... He's a designer okay. by trade. Okay. And so over the years, they ended up dropping all of the branding and design, and they yeah. did heavy web and app development work. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then whenever somebody would launch a website property with them, they would say, well, now how do I make sure people find it? And he'd say, well, I you know, call my friend Jenny. So we've been working together for about five years from an arm's length perspective. And then last year, whenever I knew it was time to go out on my own again, yeah. he and I went out to lunch. And he was like, you know, I send so much work your way, and you send so much work my way. We like, just need to go into business together. That's funny. So, so you already knew him. You already knew you could work with them. That's a big yeah. deal. Because we was... have really similar um, work-life balance uh, perspectives. Okay. He has young kids. I have young kids. So I'm kind of tired of working with people that give me Don't the side eye right. when I have to leave to go to my kids' school yeah. performance or leave yes. at three to pick them up on the rare day, you know? Yeah, but you do. Family comes first. Because you're a mom. Exactly. That's how it is. You have two. Two. Six-year-old okay, and one-year-old. We'll talk about them. So but so I want to hear, because the last I saw you, you had your own place. Mm-hmm. Then you I, we, you and I met at Cool Fire and worked together yep. for a while, which was awesome. I enjoyed working with you very much. You. Then you went on to Brighton. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then what made you decide? Well, I always I gotta knew, do this again. I always knew I needed to own my own agency again. Okay. So the agency I did back in Seattle was really successful. I grew yep. it and sold it after four years. Yep. And so coming back you to know, St. How Louis. How old were you when you did this? Twelve? Basically. <laughs> I started I started the Are agency. Are you from Seattle? No, I'm from St. Louis originally, okay. but like an hour outside of St. Louis, a little okay. farm town. Really? Um yeah. What's so the town I, called? Sullivan. Well, I'm actually from a town. 15 minutes outside called oh, yeah. Strain, Japan. Strain? Strain, Japan. In Actually, Missouri. they pronounce it Japan. Oh, it's in after Japan. After World War II. Oh. Because they didn't want to say Japan anymore. It's it, it's in Missouri? It is. Strain, Japan. There's it's, a K through 8 that there was oh 11 God. people And this is by Sullivan. Class. I know where Sullivan yeah, is. Yeah, so by this Maramax is 15 Park. minutes outside of Sullivan. Oh I had to go to Sullivan High School because my town didn't have a high, a high school. school. Yeah, but I was valedictorian of 11 people. Nice. I rocked it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you now. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So you're a small town girl. Very. I, don't know if I knew that. Mm-hmm. And like, um, your parents? What were they? What'd so they my dad owns a custom cabinet shop. Okay. And so Does he's he been, really? Yeah. So he's been an entrepreneur. Wow. He actually redid my entire kitchen whenever we bought our house in Webster Groves. That's nice. Yeah. The first thing he said when he walked in was like, "Okay, when do I get into your kitchen?" 
That's Thanks, awesome. Dad. That's good handy <laughs> skill. Yeah. And my mom is in education, so okay. she's been a teacher my whole life, and she was actually she just became a principal this oh year. Gosh. So wow, I'm super really? proud of her. Wow. Yes. So how long how long did that take her? It's exciting. Like 30, um, 30 well, years. No. she didn't want to do that. She was a teacher. For she a long, was long a time. teacher for a yeah. long time, and she does gifted programs okay. and really loves working with strange Japan. Excel. No, she was a Sullivan School District, okay. Pacific School District, so a variety okay. of districts yeah. in the area. And, and then she just there. decided, you know, I want to try out administration. So oh, then, good. yeah, she made up her mind and. So Seattle was great. your post college big city to go to. Yeah, we. My husband and I got married. And okay. like, you know what? Seattle's pretty cool. Yeah. There's no other reason. Okay, cool. It was just a cool city. And you started an agency there. Mm -hmm. What was that called? It was I called Search Market this. Meme. Okay. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. Okay. So I started it and then... And how did you know? Did you... Were you a tech kid? Were you... So I started my first business in seventh grade. It was a web design <laughs> company. Uh, what I, was it? A web design company. Oh, in seventh yeah, grade. I lived on a farm. So this was It was either do. that or do hay. Drive the tractor for hay over summer. <laughs> right. So I said, I'm going to... two choices here. Exactly. I'm going to I don't like sweating very much. <laughs> <laughs> so I taught myself how to hand code websites. Did you really? And you knew... Yeah. You just said, this is where the future is. I'm in seventh grade. I'm going to learn this skill. I don't know that it was so much this is where the future is. It was more this is really exciting and yeah. I love this and it's a lot of fun and yeah. I can chat with my friends online while I'm doing this, this and make some like money. What era is this? What's the big MySpace era? Like what era Before is this? Before MySpace. Okay. Like, like IRC chat kind okay. of stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. so what year are we talking? So let's see. When you, when you learned how to code your first website. It was like 96. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was whenever I was coding sites, 96, and I graduated high school in 2002, not to okay. date myself, my exact age. <laughs> <laughs> but so I did that all through high school, okay. and then I worked full-time the entire time I went to college, because okay. uh, I had to pay for my own school. Wow. So, so you worked the whole time, and where'd you go to college? Maryville. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got good. a degree Same in e-marketing. Okay. Yes. They were the first wow. school in the country to have an e-marketing degree. Go Maryville. That's awesome. I know. They're extremely and innovative. And it was uh, newsletters and what, what was the, what'd you learn how to do? So, uh, so it was actually fun because I was working as a, I did marketing for my job. Yeah while I was going to school. So I worked a traditional eight to five, then I did night and weekend classes. Right. And so it was kind of funny because I would be doing SEO for my job and then I'd go to a class about SEO. And so I think the instructors <laughs> hated me because I would raise my hand and say, well, wait, aren't you going to talk about this? Oh God, and what so happens funny. if this happens? And they I was, did hate you, I was that kid. I can tell you. <laughs> That's funny. So you're into search engine optimization. That's and what email SEO marketing means, right? And exactly. What's and SAS mean? Uh, SAAS uh -huh. means software as a service. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, I was I've been throwing around all these terms, and then you're like, I feel stupid asking what that actually means because everyone in this room seems to know. Yeah, they're all just nodding their heads. <laughs> but totally. I don't know. It's a SaaS platform. Yeah. I don't know what that means, I don't know but. What that means. But I'm sure it's cool. Yeah. That's funny. And it is funny. I mean, yeah. if you're in that world, you know, it's just any, exactly. any world has its terminology. Yeah, you just take it for granted that everybody knows what you're talking about. Right. That's funny. Mm -hmm. All right. So you have your own agency in, you've started in high school. You yep. Did you find you had, obviously, had intense passion for this? Yes. Intense passion. Um, so... Did that because all it doesn't high seem school. like you got to be kind of a geek, or is it a numbers thing that you no, got into? Just or is it what is geeky. it? Geeky, was it just kind of geeky? Okay, I mean, I was a social kid all through high school, yeah. I wasn't right, you know, a geek with no friends, right? But I still am kind of a geeky person, yeah. I like that technical. You get into it, you go side. deep, I do. You mm. fall into it, like, oh my god, I just got to study on this exactly. and know everything about it and, and be in charge. <laughs> 
would not have guessed that, Jenny. <laughs> On your no. Myers Briggs thing, it's the in charge one, right? It is. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'm the in charge. Yeah. Myers. Some people type. can't work for other people. Some people have to do it themselves. And yes. I can see that being you. Yeah. And so that's what happened yeah. when I moved back from Seattle is I knew we were going to have another child. Yeah. And so I wanted to take a few years and work for other people. Yeah. Because but wait, I want to ask you about the Seattle agents yeah. really fast. You go out there, you start this thing. Uh-huh. And how fast did it grow? Crazy fast. Right? And so, what did you hit that was just no one was doing? So whenever, so I worked for a healthcare recruiting company when I was here in St. Louis while yeah. I was going to school. And I spoke at a lot of industry events talking about how recruiters can use the web to identify job placement opportunities and candidates. And so whenever I moved to uh, Seattle, I updated my LinkedIn to say that I was looking and I was getting ready to apply to companies to just go get a job. And I had four companies that saw me speak, reach out and say, wait, can I hire you on retainer to do my marketing for me? Oh my and so I looked at my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to start an agency. Uh, I can just do this. <laughs> I can do this. Oh, it's going to be crazy. amazing. That's cool. So uh, after 18 months, I had 10 full-time employees, an office space in Seattle mm-hmm. and things were wow. going amazing. It was rocking. It was rocking. Um, and, but the interesting thing was the recession hit right at that time, yep, 2008. 2008. Yep. But I was lucky in that I diversified. Mm-hmm. So it was no longer just healthcare and my client base wasn't impacted, but I had three people call me in the same month that I knew. So, um, just professional colleagues. And they said, you know, I just lost my job. One woman was a marketing director at Apple. I just lost my job and I want to start an agency. There's this franchise out of Canada called WSI. It's only $50,000 not that much money. Do you think I should do it? I went and I researched and I called him back and I said, what if I did it for $19,000 and there was no ongoing fee? And they all said yes. Oh my gosh. So overnight I completely pivoted my business model into a training organization. Wow. And my startup fee was a one-time fee of 19 to $25,000 and I did 97 in 18 months. Yeah, it was wow. crazy. Wow. Because it was just everybody was getting law, uh, laid off. Everybody wanted to start their own businesses. And it's been the coolest success story because mm-hmm. I still am friends with a lot of the agency yeah, owners yeah. that I started. That's so uh, a few launched... of them have been acquired. Wow. A few of them have yeah sold their businesses to so other people. So it was people. immediately pivoted to teach all these other people doing what you were just doing. Mm-hmm. And you turned How it into you... a training thing. I did. Oh I turned it into a training program. So we had a web-based curriculum. Yep, it was a six-week startup training. You had a set curriculum you went through every Every day you'd log on and you'd have classes you had to go through. Did you just figure all this out? Did you just say, I'm going to do it? And you, because immediately I assume you have to make a bunch of stuff. Oh, a, a bunch of that stuff. That you didn't have. My, for my very first, I right. said, okay, what did, pe- what did I have to figure yeah. out? And yeah. these people just didn't, deconstructed these it. These yeah. people didn't even know digital marketing. So right. I had to start with the basics. What is SEO? What is search engine optimization? See, good, good. How do you Thank find you. prospects? Yeah. How do you package it yep. to be able to sell your services to them? And then how do you fulfill? And then my 10 employees turned into a training and fulfillment team. So if somebody joined and they really liked, say, copywriting or design, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to necessarily learn to do the rest, they could do that part and my team would fulfill the rest of the project for them. Okay. So we made money on both sides. Yep, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Look at you. It was pretty fun. That's pretty fun. It and was. so this is during the recession. Mm-hmm. They just like got this and then stayed out in Seattle and when when did you know you had to leave or when did you know so did, were people after, done training and they're no, like no so uh, second, my first son was born okay. 20 at 27 weeks okay. he was oh uh-huh, 13 weeks premature wow. little two pound baby oh my gosh and so somebody was courting me to buy the business yeah. and I kept saying no 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 yeah. and then he was born early and we were facing yeah. over three months in the NICU wow with 10 employees wow. and, and so it's kind of a it. take it yeah. I can't do it anymore yeah so Wow. Yeah. So it was, 
kind of bittersweet looking back. Yeah. Just selling. Yeah. It was my second baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First baby's yeah. more important. Yeah. But it was still my baby. So I've been able to keep in touch with people yeah. and still talk to a lot of agency so you could, owners. So you could still be owning this launch. right now. But it's just this yeah. thing that happened, right? Just a big life event. Un- yeah. Unexpected, unanticipated yeah. life event. Yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. And your son today is okay. Oh, perfectly fine. Yeah. It healthy. all worked out. Yep. He's six now. Yeah. Mm, fabulous. And, and going through the boat, that whole thing, mm-hmm. what, what did you come out on the other side understanding? Work-life balance. And this is what it is. The importance of family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Working a hundred hours a week means nothing. And if were you, don't you doing that health. before? I was. Just like literally just throwing in yourself it. into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in it. Which we didn't have kids. It's easier to yeah. do when you don't have kids. Sure. Um, but you could still, yourself, you could still, but. lots of people expect that. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So culturally where you have now start, or you now have an agency that culturally yeah. is going to be work life balance. Absolutely. From the day one. Absolutely. Cool. And what's, yeah. we'll get to your current agency. I want to hear yeah. specifically about it. So then you move back here. So this is, well, hang on. Time. Something okay. else happened. Oh, okay. So I sold the agency yep. and then we started packing our house up to yeah. move back to St. Louis and then Amazon called. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. A recruiter I remember called okay. from Amazon okay. and they wanted me to come and help train the merchandisers to think like marketers. So we want people to think okay. about getting people to our yeah. interior product pages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they knew I did a lot of training yeah. for marketing. Yeah. And so I knew I'd never have a chance to work at Amazon again. So we stopped packing our ba- bags and boxes that day. That day. Yeah. <laughs> I went to work at Amazon yeah. and I was there a little bit less than a year. And we've been on a family vacation with both sides of my our family, my husband's family and my family. And yeah. we just looked at each other and like, what are we doing? Life is too short for this crap. Because so, what was that like? It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. seeing my son, who was about 18 months at that time, playing with family and yeah. cousins yep. and all that stuff we didn't have in Seattle. Yeah. So then we went back. The day we got back, I turned in my wow. two weeks to Amazon. Wow. Uh, listed our house for rent. Mm-hmm. And then got it. a big U-Haul and came home. Wow. And what did, <laughs> um, so real quick, Amazon taught you, yes. just in the big picture, I'm sure you learned a ton from this. Yes. Because it seems like Amazon, one place. of the big things that Amazon yeah. exposed me to is the importance of analytics and testing. Okay. And and so it was so fascinating because they're running so many tests. All the time. All of the time. That's their entire like, day. Like, what if we change the font on this button? What if we suggest six products instead of four products? How is that going to impact the conversion rate? Yeah. And I was exposed to so many theories that I had never seen yeah. before yeah. in marketing. And so did this sort of put so. together what you had done up to that point with this whole analytical model? Exactly. And this just became this thing yep. that set with you. It was you. kind of the go forward. Like, this is yeah. this is the future. Yeah, the, yeah. At this point, I was mature enough in my life to see this is the future of marketing. Gotcha. Where it needs to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. So your son's playing with family. I love that. Yep. I love that story. And there's nothing like that. You no. can't get that anywhere Agreed. with family. You're just like, yeah, that's really important. It's really important. And especially when they're growing Even if up. your family drives you crazy some yeah, days. And they do. You can't replace them. You can't. No. And there's nothing like your kids growing up with that Agree. thing, right? That whole yeah. support system. Just people that love them and take Agree. care of them. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. Okay, so you roll, roll back into St. Louis mm-hmm. and you decided that you needed to work just around town or whatever. Yep. So kind of same thing. I yeah. If you go back, first son, born so Early. Yeah, you're like, I'm not doing that again. It's like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I know we're going to have another child right. at some point in the future. Yeah. So where can I work? What industries do I need to expose myself to uh-huh. that I can grow yeah. as a professional? Yeah. Yeah. And so I did not have much experience in the video space. Yeah. And so whenever I was introduced to Cool Fire and they wanted me to come in and start their digital yeah. engagement yeah. division, I immediately saw a big opportunity uh-huh. to learn so much about that world and then also help them create an extension of their business model to be a more profitable company. So it was a really great win-win uh-huh. for about two years. And then the Brighton agency approached me and uh-huh. they wanted to beef up their analytics 
and digital capabilities. Oh. So I was there for about a year. And then my son was born perfectly healthy. Right. Baby number two. 50 some odd yes, weeks. Yes, yes. Um, it was, took forever to have a normal pregnancy. <laughs> I don't know how women do it. It's a long time. It was a long time. Yeah, the last month, everyone's like looking oh at you. Oh my like, gosh. Seriously, when Those you last go? three months are yeah. so painful. Yeah. Um, so after he was born successfully. Okay. And, and what's the age difference between the two? Five years. Five years, okay. Mm -hmm. Five That's years. Good. That's good. That's yeah. actually good. I have, they're two years apart and they fight. They're just too close. Yeah, too much. I think, yeah. I, but I don't know if we could have done five years. But yeah, I'm yeah. glad that's good. Yeah. Okay. It's working for us right now. We'll okay, see you in the baby. How old is the five year? I mean, the one year old. So six, six and then 18 months. Six and eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're in it. I'm hey, in you, it. Yeah, the 18 you, month olds trying to beat up the six yeah. year old. I mean, yeah. he's a tough cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tough little kid. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so you end, yeah, I, so I know your journey at Brighton and yeah. then you, this guy, your yeah, partner forever. Yeah, I'm ready to do my own right, thing. Let's so go let's, do it. Let's hear about it. So that's why I have you here. Cause I yeah. want to hear, I figure this is going to be spectacularly brilliant. I checked out the website. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And it feels as if you have, tell me, tell me your elevator pitch or I'm your client. What are you, yep. what are you telling me? So creative Anvil helps yep. businesses use data yep. to make their businesses more profitable. Okay. So what we do is we first do a great baseline report to help them understand where are their current sales coming from mm -hmm. right now through the web. Okay. Uh, why are they happening? What are they doing to impact that? Okay. Um, we slice out the information from a demographic and geographic perspective to help them understand. Like one company, it was interesting, had us come in and they wanted to redo their website. Most companies went in and just gave them a proposal. Mm -hmm. We insisted that we install a bunch of tracking software on their website first so we could understand things like where are people clicking, what navigation items are they using, how far on each page are they scrolling. And one of the interesting findings was the careers section was the most important, they said, but the button was so far down the page, zero people during our test found it because wow. it was so hidden. Wow. And so it was just using data to help people achieve their mm -hmm. business objectives yeah. and grow. Yeah. So we do everything it's, from... It's like, you know, when you go in yeah. to do these discovery sessions and there's clearly obvious things that mm -hmm. everyone sees every day that no one knows, right? Yep. And it's just, you find it's like, oh, really? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I see this in the physical space and in the yeah. whatever, but it's interesting. It's probably the exact same. Exact same thing. It's just there, but nobody takes the time. It's when you have so many proposals coming through the door, it's so much easier to just say, oh yeah, we can do a website. It's X. You have yeah. so many pages. Oh yeah. It'll be X. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah. So that's cool. It's much more difficult. Okay. So you guys process, do this discovery process and is discovery. it, it can be with anything you build anything. Yeah, we do right? anything. Doesn't so matter. we do full, uh, digital. So if the problem is they need to do more sales, we mm -hmm. do digital marketing. So strategy and then execution to help get more people to the property yep. to use it. Yep. We do what's called multivariate testing where, um, Whenever a web property, we have a list of, let's say, 40 variables that we think can make the site perform better, we split test them. 50% of the audience sees the original, and 50% mm -hmm. see the variable, and we see which one performs better. And then over time, the performance of the site improves month over month over month. So oh. instead of redoing your site every yeah. two years, let's make improvements every month. Yeah. That way, you're continuously investing in yeah. it. Yeah. But we do do full site web site uh, design and mm -hmm. development mm -hmm. projects. We do a lot of custom application development. Okay. So like what is that what is an example of that? Yeah, so one example is a platform we've actually spun out into a separate company. So it's called ReadyBuild. Okay. And it is a SaaS, software as a service, nice. uh, platform for residential construction companies. Okay. So we were working with Mosby Building Arts here in okay. town in Kirkwood. Mm -hmm. And they had started building a tool internally to help them do uh, project management and estimating mm -hmm. to mm -hmm 
do a yeah. better job communicating and managing their business. Um, you know, internally they have a large team. How can they make sure jobs are estimated accurately and the clients communicated with efficiently during the project? They started it internally. Creative Anvil took it over and we built it to such a place that we actually developed a we got an exclusive and perpetual license to be able to commercialize it. Mm -hmm. So we launched it last year, and now we have a really good number of clients around the country. So wow. residential companies. That's cool. So you built yeah. this for somebody, but you still retain the rights to then remarket all yep. the software. Yep. Or whatever the yep. well, we have SaaS, a great platform. SaaS platform. Got well, Mosby is still a strategic partner. They're helping us. Do um, it. Yeah, get into the yeah. space. Yeah. And they're, they're cool. the, we really, really like. They're a great company. Wow. So you so, can do that over and over and over again. Over. That's our, but it's yeah. the exact same core uh, objective that we're mm -hmm. accomplishing we're helping companies use data yeah. to be a better business and who are you and so mostly targeting is it it's not giant consumer brands i mean you'll take creative that creative anvil side yeah just what you personally yeah, who so, you're after because these like mid-sized yeah. people that have lots of sales and have lots of online Whatever. So we need to work with mid-sized companies because our retainers aren't super cheap. Yeah. Um, they have a great ROI, yeah, um, right. but they need to be able to have money to invest into their marketing initiatives. But we work with St. Louis Children's Hospital. We work with a couple of biotech companies in the area. Mm -hmm. We work with, uh, I really love working with um, multi-generational family-owned businesses mm -hmm. because the second generation starting to take over and they're saying, hey, wait a minute, why aren't we using technology to grow? This is a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. So it's really fun to partner with that second generation That's and help them get all mm -hmm. those processes started. Yeah. So a few of our clients are actually in that situation. Yeah. And, so. and do you find the, okay, so it, and I was just talking about this with someone the other day, how complex it has mm -hmm. become to measure all this stuff yes. or how complex you know, it's in in yep. sports. You can get, you know, uh, paralysis by analysis. Yes. Or they say that yes. in lots of decision making. Do you feel? How do you get to the the use this data mm -hmm. to really give clear direction or clear recommendations? Or how do? I mean, I'm sure clients love it because they have something to base decisions. Most on, clients right? have never even looked at their analytics I'm before sure. we come like, on the scene. They have no idea. They say, you know, somebody <laughs> probably installed that back when our site was done. Let me That's send an all-company email and see who has the credentials. <laughs> so they've never looked at it before. That's or funny. if they have, they look it's at like it at high level. It's like some dashboard or something. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you know, visitors are going up. I don't know what that means to my business's <laughs> revenue, but it's right. improving. Yeah. So our reports are much, much different. Whenever we start working with companies, we identify a few key performance indicators that say what really is going to make you mm -hmm. successful. Yep. Is it sales? Is it usually it's sales? It's usually sales. Um, but we if can it's pretty B2B, much stuff you can yep. say it's lead generation yep. uh, because we can't actually finalize the transaction online. Yep. And so we identify those and then we identify uh, second tier metrics that say, okay, we're getting there. Perhaps a sale didn't mm -hmm. happen, but perhaps people added something to cart. Okay, that's a positive sign. They're going in the right direction. Yeah. And then we optimize towards those signals. And so the reports all go up to those main key performance indicators. We don't say, oh, wow, we got a million people saw our ad this month. Yeah. We say, no, we generated 60 sales you know, on your behalf. Yeah. And here was the average order value. Yep. And here's how much... The conversion rate improved month over yeah. month. And I just so. saw a recap of a program, and it just had numbers like that. A million people, yeah. saw, I have no idea what to compare no, it to. it doesn't even matter. It doesn't mean anything. doesn't like, matter. Well, especially numbers. with, like, Facebook video, for example, yeah. it auto-plays. Right. So, so many companies are saying, well, Facebook video is so much better than YouTube because, look, there's six times more views 
Well, no, but it's auto-playing. It could be down at the very bottom of the screen, and they right. aren't even looking at yeah. it. Or you've just and scrolled so, by it. Yeah, there are all these vanity Which metrics that make yeah. advertising platforms look better, yes. but they don't do anything yes. for the company. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you go in and find out what, what metrics actually really, really matter, yeah. and that's what you're going to measure, and that's what you're going to build programming around. So you guys are yeah. doing actual marketing programming, or are you building... What like what? Both. Okay, and Both. this is all digital. All digital. Marketing. Everything's okay. digital. We don't do anything in the real world. It okay. is all using web and digital. Yeah. Properties. So you need people that are selling stuff online. Yep. That's your. Or kind. they need to generate leads yeah, online. Yeah. Gotcha. So we have uh, quite a few companies that are B two B where it's yeah. either service or very large products that mm -hmm. have a long sales cycle, like yeah. a six month sales cycle. Yeah. But people are still re researching for that online. Yeah. They're still going to Google to find yep. out who the best oh, supplier is. What so. are you and what do you personally read? What do you personally read? Because I assume this is a ever changing, constantly yeah. updating mm -hmm. people. You know, you you're in this world of data, and it's fascinating how much how many how it changes quickly, mm -hmm. and how people discover. What do you personally read? Yeah, like what do you read every day? Like um, it's, I'm out there and I want to get into this game, or just yeah, because I, I figure every marketer at this point, and we've just had this discussion. They all are yeah. good at a certain point of this, but mm -hmm. analytics is something that you have to bring in and be able to talk about yep. and design yep. for your client. Exactly. So if if we're if agencies are sitting out there, what what can they read? What can they? figure out or where do you start with this whole thing well is that like a broad stupid question no. it's not a broad stupid question <laughs> i'm trying to think of even what a good resource would be yeah like because i've been in the industry so long, long you kind of start taking for taking it for granted yeah because yeah. i'm actually at a point in my career where i feel like i've read so much industry stuff yeah that I, I actually get better ideas now by broadening that a little bit so i'm in a kick listening to podcasts oh good that are yeah, what do you listen Attached That's perfect. What do you listen to? To the podcast? tech space, but removed a little bit because it makes me think about things in a slightly different perspective. So one of my favorite podcasts is Note to Self. Okay. Right now. And Note so that's the intersection of technology and humanity. Okay. So the podcast I was listening to on the way over here actually nice. was talking about all of our technology trackers, like the Fitbit and people tracking all of their calories and what does that actually do to us um, from a psychology perspective. And yeah. some people it has a positive reinforcement, they achieve their goals and other people it's very 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 negative because it just drags on their mental yeah yes. and it puts them in a really bad space and it, it was fascinating so that's the kind of content that i'm concentrating on right now is mm -hmm. kind of that intersection of technology and humanity because yeah. that's when i'm thinking about creating an agency that clients and employees want to work for i think yeah. it's really important to not just think about the work you're executing but the broader picture of how yeah. we you know intersect with our life do you think we ultimately have too much data we know too much um we are at a point now where data is being consumed i think i heard the statistic yeah. uh, that youtube released it's like 400 hours is being uploaded every second so we are at a point where there's much more data than anybody can ever ever take crunch in. right ever taken so i think prioritization of the kind of data that yeah. you're pulling in and the yeah. way that you're looking at it and having a system is really important because people can say oh we want to be a big data company you they don't even know what that means <laughs> and they don't know how they're going to monetize that they yeah. don't know how it's going to improve their offering they it just sound sexy probably and so that's something that i think people are really focusing on too much and in the wrong way yeah and so and you wouldn't you're not a big data company but you're, you're a, not you're a, a small data precise data company. precise well and it's more looking at the data that other people are generating for their businesses yeah. and helping them interpret it yeah versus data generating interpretation. Our own data yes mm -hmm. makes so much sense because no one knows what to do with this no nobody has any they aren't even looking at it right. <laughs> <laughs> we have this thing 
but we're I know. not sure. I know people that are going to my website. I That's just so don't funny. know why. <laughs> what are the what are the top like one thing or two things people could do to improve their website like today? What you know what I'm yeah. saying? What are the ones you just walk into like if I could tell everyone this is a big mistake or whatever, you know? Well, so there, I wouldn't say that there's any clear things across the board, yeah. but I'd say actually look at your analytics okay. would be the so thing. So to start there. To start there. Send out the company-wide email that says, who's yeah, got the Who's got the, the login credential. credentials? And then you can actually create a custom dashboard where it emails you the top metrics you want to look at every week. Okay. So you don't have to make a whole ordeal about it. Every Monday morning, you can get an email that says, yep. last week... Our website did X, Y, Z for us. Here's who sent us the most traffic. Here's where our sales came from. Even kind of getting a baseline understanding of what's currently happening on your digital property okay. will help you make smarter decisions moving forward. Okay, that's cool. So, All right, and, or they can call you. Yeah, they could also call me. Okay, and yeah. you guys are out uh, actively getting clients right we now. We are. Yeah, we're are in you a growth growing mode. Are business? No, Joel and I both are. But you we both have, are. You both kind of have to. How many have people work for you now? We have a team of, right now we have 11 employees, Dang. and we have three more starting over the next two months. Good for you. We so are Hyper growth mode. Okay, and does it take a lot of employees to grow where you want to grow? Is this a people-driven business, or is this no? A... It's a technology-driven business. Okay. Definitely, we're putting the right processes and technologies yep. in place where it doesn't have to be one-to-one. Yeah. Um, nearly as much as a normal agency, so yeah. that's a really positive thing. Okay, and so. ultimately, your people are going to be data interpreters. They are. They're going to be data interpreters, but then also our developers still okay. build. So you're going to build websites. Okay. We do. We still do build websites. Do you see websites, that as part of a company you're always going to have, or is it? Oh. Always. People okay. always are going to need that. Okay. Always. And people are always going to need help getting traffic to their website. Okay. Nobody so knows the marketing how to. Side yeah, of it, always yeah. going to keep doing marketing because people are these. Is this more media that. planning and Facebook ads and, and banner ads and newsletters and that kind of help? It's, or it's that all? and then using um, like Google AdWords yep. Yep. and Bing SES ads and, to yep. be able to, whenever people are actively searching. So we think about... All the stuff. psychology of the buyer. And yeah. normally like Facebook or other media buys are more you're getting the right demographic, but mm -hmm. they aren't necessarily in the state of mind where they're trying to purchase something. Whereas if you're getting a Google ad, people are typing in. Um, well, like one of our clients just launched a baby booties website. So like red moccasins for toddlers. Yeah. They're ready to buy something. <laughs> Much more right. than a mom who happens to have a toddler. Yeah. And that's where you, you know? need your ad to show up. Exactly. So we help okay. them figure that out, develop gotcha. a strategy, and then implement it. But then also make sure that their conversion rate is great when they get to the yep. website. And that's the part that we see a lot of people not hitting on. Yeah. And all the testing of the different formats and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Because yeah, I think people can get to the point I'm serving up an ad to someone who's just exactly. searched something. But then how do you optimize that? Exactly. You... That's the part that nobody's doing. No, Instead, no, like... they're still rebuilding a website every yeah. two years. Yeah. Or I've already bought this product. That's yes. what drives me crazy. Yeah, and I keep seeing exactly. the ad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Leave me alone. I bought the damn thing. Yes. <laughs> Why are you wasting this on me? Exactly. Right? So I assume all yeah. that part is what no one's doing. Yeah. All of that part. And then People are rebuilding a website every two years, and many times the re the new website actually hurts their conversion yeah. rate because they're going after what they think works. They say, you know, yeah. we we like the color orange. Amazon yeah. uses orange, so we should use orange. Right. And they go with what their gut tells them. Yep. We found that over half of the time our gut is wrong. Yeah. Anything you think is going to work, many times it will actually hurt your site's conversion That's crazy. rate. It just it. It, yeah. you, you can't measure by your gut. So you'd me so. you would recommend a constant. Well, that's the way the Amazon model exactly. is. We're going to constantly improve our it's website all the time. Absolutely, the Amazon it's model. Three grand a month or four grand a month. I'm going to spend this yep. all the time. All the time. Because it's just going to. Yep. But I'll never redo my website. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never. This redo is what your we do instead. Too. Yeah. Yep. And you're going to. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to lead right to sales. Exactly. Constantly. That's good. Yep. Good. All right. Was there anything 
anything you wanted to talk about? Anything you wanted to tell anyone? I'm, I'm so impressed. I knew you'd be doing something Thank wildly you. interesting. Creative Anvil. Mm -hmm. Creativeanvil.com. People can go check it out. And All then right. our other website for the construction companies is readybuild.com. Okay. That sounds cool. It just sounds yeah. cool. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. We just launched. We did private beta last year, and then we just launched our public-facing site a couple of months ago. Okay. So we've had great traction. And the last thing, you, were you, there was a women's entrepreneur group you were involved in. Are you still West, doing that? West, Women Entrepreneurs yes. of St. Louis. Yes. You so we ended up merging with MVF last okay. year because okay. they were trying to focus on bringing in additional female members. Okay. So we ended up merging and they still have some West oriented events okay. where it's focused towards female entrepreneurs, okay. but they're trying to bring the women into the larger networking conversation. Oh, I gotcha. So, okay. yeah. But you're still involved in that? Still involved. Still go to meetings. Yeah. yeah it's a really great group of people. Cool. I'm always impressed when I go the oh, kinds good. of people that are That's there. All so. Right. All right. Well, good. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for having Jenny me. Dibble. This well, was I, fun. Good, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> I had fun, Jenny. It was fun to get to hear from you. All right. Thank you.